0: The College Basketball Experience Atlantic 10 Offseason Check-in episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit Winbet.com, that's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com, and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog. Make sure you head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. Yes, you can use the uh, free $25 to enter their Best Ball Mania 2. First place in Best Ball Mania 2 gets a million dollars. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. Drafts are happening constantly, and it's not just NFL, they also have NBA, MLB, and more. UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the S G P N app. Yes, of course. Don't forget to download the S G P N app in the app store or Google play store today. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to S G P N let it ride, baby. Welcome to the College Basketball Experience Atlantic 10 off-season Check-In. My name is Colby Swinging database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. And I'm joined by the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking. Homebrew making, Tobacco Road living, the free lock given. Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, man? How are we doing today? A little A10 talk. You know, this is one of my favorite. Why not? This is Why one of my not? favorite conferences. Guilty pleasure. The great basketball, man. This is one
1: of those like you know, it's a second tier. It's not a, the, the group of five or whatever, but they've just been playing great basketball for a long time and they have at least five, six, seven, eight, like quality basketball programs that have had some success in the past and will in the future. So yeah, I'm excited to talk some a 10, because it's kind of like the Missouri Valley or a conference like that, where it's just good quality basketball, you know?
0: um, So yeah, let's do this, man. Let's let's, let's just jump right in some of the best games you'll see throughout the regular season could be, you know, a game between the three or the four spot in the a 10, those guys might not even make the NCAA tournament, but it will go as one of the better games of the, of the whole entire season. When you recap it, I love this conference. So let's just hop into it here. Um, I, I, I wrote up a little sheet. We're just going to follow the sheet um, on, on what I had. I know I didn't go chronologically really. I just kind of listed the teams and went with them. Uh, let's start off with. Do, bit, do you mean alphabetically? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I didn't do that. Okay. Uh, or chronologically, based on how they placed last year. I just wrote. All right. So excuse uh, the order here, but uh, let's just hop into it. I think uh, Billy Lang, his squad, uh, down there in uh, or out, up there in Philadelphia, St. Joe's. Now we we were quick to. Well, I mean, look, they, Phil Martelli deserved better, in my opinion, but. Uh, I know that's not Billy Lang's fault. You know what I mean? So now you have St. Joe's coming off of a bad year, but they got hot at the end of the season. And you look at what the, what they bring back, bringing back Taylor funk, absolutely huge. Bring it back. Jordan hall, which at one point uh, it, 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 he had announced he was going to Kentucky. Now he, he he ended up, or he flirted with going to the NBA first, th- not Kentucky, Texas. Uh, then he comes back to St. Joe's. So he never really actually filed the transfer papers papers. Even though at one point I think Texas was just grabbing so many uh, transfers that he, he realized, okay, <laughs> that's a lot of stuff there. How much playing time am I going to be getting? Yeah. Hold on. I thought I was special. I thought you really wanted me Longhorns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're also bringing in a top 200 recruit in Eric Reynolds from Potomac, Maryland they got a couple of transfers uh, that's the thing i think when you analyze this team is who's going to fill the void at the center they're bringing in a vanderbilt transfer and uh any obina and also charles Coleman from ecu that bastard left east carolina um <laughs> no that but uh what do you make of this team because if you look at like the starting five yes uh you know you you could say well they're inexperienced at the at the two guard and the center spot but overall this could be a sleeper in the a 10 this year with just the fact Jordan hall, uh, Demir Bishop and Taylor funk. And also, I mean, these big men to be playing at Vanderbilt, it's a decent, decent basketball program. So maybe he can contribute Abina, that is, or perhaps Coleman from ECU is only a sophomore. Um, and, and then you have the, the shooting guard spot, which they're going to figure out, but Ramir Moore didn't get a lot of burn last year. So maybe he'll step in and be fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think um, if you're a St. Joe's fan, I think you have optimism for the future. Like last year, for example, their overall record was what? Like five, five and 15, but you know, it, it was a kind of a, a strange season. So the first game, you know, back in November 26th, they take Auburn to overtime and you're like, all right, you know, Hey man, you almost won that game against and granted a very young Auburn team, but an sec school that's had a lot of success the year before. They went to the Elite Eight,
0: Yeah. Final Four. No, Elite Eight, right? Final Four, Final Four, Final Four. Yeah. UVA beat
1: them in the Final Four, and
0: they probably should have beat UVA. They they yeah. missed the call on the on the the ball hitting off the foot, so might have right. played for the national championship.
1: So you're probably thinking, uh, you're like, all right, man, we're gonna have a pretty good year, and then you you end up losing like <laughs> like eleven of the next twelve games, but you finish the season winning four out of the last five over the likes of Dayton, Richmond, and twice over LaSalle. So, you know, I think they had some COVID issues. They had a bunch of games canceled, which is going to be a reoccurring theme when we pretty much talk about any team from last year and they were young, but,
0: they were really young in general. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But they, they turned it, they, they pulled it together. They finished strong. And one thing that you love to see in the year of the transfer portal, which is 2021 is nobody left. know, Jordan hall might've flirted with leaving, but you know what he's back. They didn't lose anybody to the transfer portal. That is huge. It tells me that these players buy into what the coach is preaching. And if you look at the roster, they got three very nice players in the starting five. That can take you a long way. Those other two guys. They just need to be supporting pieces. They just need to set picks and get rebounds and, you know, do the, the small stuff, you know, and it looks like they have a decent bench here too. So I'm not going to tell you St. Joe's is going to win the conference or be dancing, but I think uh, they make a big jump in. I I guess it's is it year two for this coach? I believe
0: two or I think or three. Three. three, three now maybe. Okay. Um, I think he's got the program headed in the right direction. Was Jawan Howard? For, yeah, I think it's year. Is it year two? I don't know. COVID made it so weird. Juwan, uh, two how, three, how many years two has Jawan Howard been at Michigan now? last year wasn't his first. Was it <laughs> COVID made it weird because there wasn't a postseason, So right. I, I, it's very easy to get confused in my head. Um, right. So this way he's probably
1: been there, uh, you know, a handful of, of seasons and the trajectory is in the right direction. I think uh, I like what
0: he's doing there. I yeah. think this team can be dangerous. His first year was 19 19. Okay. So, okay. um, yeah, I think this could be a dangerous team and you never know you get into the A 10 tournament. And uh, you know, I think this could be an up, you know, one of the top five or six teams in the A 10, which means you have a shot to get in there for that auto bid. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch them grow as a team uh, throughout the season. Um, and I, I'm going to ask you your projected order at the end here, but let's talk Billikin's basketball. Now uh, Travis Ford entering kind of a big year. He's been there since 2016. What do you make of? I mean, obviously they were incredibly hit by a lot of their players. Just went to go play ball over overseas, essentially. Like, uh, so they lost uh, some decent Hassan French. They lost a few players that I think they thought, hey, maybe these guys will flirt with the NBA, but they'll come back. No, not the case. But they do return Javante Perkins, who averages seventeen points a game. And uh, I, I would say from there, yes, they're young, but they got a couple transfers. They went out and got Jordan Nesbitt from Memphis, uh, Rashad Williams from Oakland. Um, what do you, what do you make of uh, what, what Travis Ford's building? Cause it, it was in a way St. Louis was the talk about a team that was annihilated by COVID last year. They it, had there not been COVID. They were kind of pro- projected to be like the top or the second you know, one of the top three teams in the a 10, and that didn't really shake out that way, but they had just a crazy season. Yeah. You know,
1: again, they had like what, like eight or 10 games canceled or postponed. There was a stretch where they didn't play for over a month. Uh, You know, they played a game on December 23rd and then didn't play another one until January 26th, played one game, had to cancel the next game. So they, I mean, it was, I think it would be just so tough for a team to find cohesiveness and some kind of you know, pattern or rhythm, you know, with each other on, on the basketball court. So I think you know they really struggled with that. If you look at it early in the year, they beat LSU. They beat NC state handily. They were looking pretty good. They lost at Minnesota, which was a tough game, but they were uh, what like seven and one before COVID hit. Yeah. They come back. They dropped the first two games, which we talked about this in our podcast last year whenever there was a team coming back from a long layoff, that first game, you knew they were going to be sluggish out of the gates, especially if they were playing a team that had no delays or postponements that they, you know, they were yeah. sharp. They were crisp yeah. and the team coming off that long break was sluggish. Well, they dropped the, you know, the uh, first two games out of that, out of there. Then they dropped a couple more games at Dayton and DCU. So really, what was a very promising season never really materialized. But
0: but I think if you're a Billiken fan, you're sitting there saying, okay, you know, we got these pieces. If Jordan, if Goodwin comes back, and Hassan French, and, and maybe Demarius Jacobs. No, they all go. And and what's crazy is they went pro with a very low chance that they'll get. I know the NBA draft's on as we're doing this, but I'm saying that they would get drafted. So. Yeah. Uh, I think think they're just going to end up playing ball overseas, perhaps. But uh, they still have talent
1: on this roster, though. I know they lost a lot, but I mean, if you look, especially like Javante Perkins, who averaged over seventeen points a game, he could be player of the year in the A10 this this season. And then if some of the guys, you know, from last year like Fred Thatch or Gibson or Gibson Jimerson like this has a tough name, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or how about the big man, Francis Okoro, or whatever from Oregon you got 40 starts with the ducks. Uh, he,
1: he could certainly be an impact transfer, especially in the eight ten. not, not quite as, as tall and big as the Pac 12. So he could, uh, yeah, he could do some damage down low. I, I like the pieces that they brought in as well as some of the uh, uh, returners. So I think St. Louis is going to be good this year. I don't think they have anywhere near the ceiling they had a season ago if everything went right. But um, I think, I think he's doing a pretty good job there. And, and I think this team can make some noise
0: and keep keep an eye out. Rashad Williams at from Oakland transfers in got about 14 points a game there. That could be a key. That could be someone that I think, you know, right now we're not sure who the starting five is, but he could end up being a starter for the billikens. I think come November 9th or 10th, whenever they tip their season off. Uh, so let me ask you this. St. Louis is playing St. Joe's tomorrow. Who you taking?
1: if it's a game that's early in the season, I might lean towards taking the underdog in St. Joe's uh, overall, there's probably a little bit more talent on St. Louis. So uh, give them a little bit of time, you know, to all come together. And I think St. Louis is the better team. I think they have the higher ceiling, but if it's early in the season, St. Joe's or
0: St. Joe's is going to surprise some people this year. I like it when the billikins are good. I like it when both of these schools are good at basketball. I remember Irwin Claggett, didn't he, uh, didn't he upset? Uh... The Maryland Terrapins, I believe, in the nineties for the Billikins. I don't know if you remember that, but I, I remember that because our older sounds brother sounds vaguely yeah.
1: vaguely familiar.
0: Uh, all right. Well, uh, look, I want to tell you guys that the college football or it's the college basketball experience. Jesus, college football season I've been doing so much college football work. It's bleeding into this, but uh, the college basketball experience is brought to you by Win Bet. Yes, ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Uh, Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players and sports from, from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, college football, college basketball, and more Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted parlays to live in game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. Ready to play? Well, sign up today and receive a special offer, risk free. $500 they're going to give you. $500 sports bet. Download, bet, win. Yes, download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to start winning today. Um, Yeah, man. It's the a 10. Uh, It it should be very interesting because there's one clear cut team that I think everyone's high on and we'll get to them in a bit, but you want to talk about a team that I think it's really hard to get a gauge on. Let's go to Pittsburgh and talk about Duquesne. Yes. Uh, The Dukes of Duquesne, uh, Keith Dambrot's team, or, you know, he's, he's been there since 2017. And what's crazy is I feel like he's had some really good teams. You know, Eric Williams, the Oregon guard uh, was there previously at Duquesne when they had a bunch of talent. Couldn't always put it together on certain games. They'd look great. The next game they'd look bad. Uh, This team got absolutely destroyed in the transfer portal, but then they went out and got a bunch of transfers. So hard to get a true gauge on what this team will have here getting Leon Ayres from Mercer who averaged 12 and a half points just about uh, there is gonna be huge also Kevin Easley from TCU but uh, it's really hard to get a gauge exactly on on what uh, Duquesne is gonna I, a couple of years ago I was like this team's gonna be winning the a10. But then the transfer portal came, and, and all their players left. You know, a lot of their big time players left. We saw that again this past year: Marcus Weathers, Michael Hughes, Chad Baker. You know, a lot of these guys gone. Um, what what do you make of uh, of of the Dukes here? Well, I think you uh, hit the nail on the head there.
1: Inconsistency. Uh, I mean, they they finished seven and seven within the league last year, nine and nine overall. They had some nice wins. They beat Rhode Island twice. They beat Richmond. They beat Dayton. You know, but then there's also some losses like tour, like against GW that that shouldn't happen. GW I th- I wasn't think very that was good a, last year. I
0: think that was a lock that I had. Then I lost that game. <laughs> I remember watching that. they were just. Now, a, I w- a, I'll
1: say. I mean, they played GW two days in a row. <laughs> so you know, there was a lot of those back-to-back, funky scheduling last year maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Um, but the, their biggest problem last year was that they really couldn't score the ball. They had the second worst scoring offense in the conference last year, only averaging uh, what about 67 points a game. And if you look at the roster coming in the one, you know, glaring potential weakness is again, scoring, who's going to fill it up. Who's going to put the ball in the basket. Is it, is it a transfer from Mercer? you know he you know he's a, it's, this is a step up in competition it remains to be seen how he's going to do is it the guy from Houston Baptist uh, yeah. is it one of the returners like Toby Akaney or Tyson cuff? i mean th- those guys haven't scored much Trey Williams in their,
0: from Indiana State 9.6 boards get him the rock
1: the big man might be he might be the uh, solution to that i don't know but um, this is one of those teams that you look at and there's a couple of these in every conference and you're not quite sure what to expect just due to the incredible amount of roster turnover. I wouldn't expect
0: a whole lot though. I think they're probably right around 500 again. I, it's just crazy because two or three years ago, I'm telling you, I was bullish on them. I thought, man, this team, give them a year or two. They had you know three or four scores, but they all end up transferring out. And that's kind of been the theme for this, for this team over the past few years. Now they went out and got, Easily got RJ Gunn from a D two school, uh, and Trey Williams and and Leon Ayers. Maybe they can pull it off. Uh, but yeah, I kind of think this is their least talented team. But hey, in a way, maybe that's a good thing because you've had some of the more talented teams and they didn't achieve the way that they should have. So who yeah, knows, but
1: on the, you know, in the same vein, there's some, I think some programs like take St. Joe's for example, they're improving. So if, if Duquesne isn't, they might drop down a little bit because other teams are getting better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, okay. Let's talk about another one that I, I feel like the the winners of the transfer portal or not even winners, but just complete chaos. Uh, Duquesne was one. And how about the UMass Minutemen? because I mean, obviously losing, you know, Trey Mitchell, huge. He's now at Texas, um, but they go out and they were very active in the transfer portal, bringing in, uh, you know, guys from Albany in uh, CJ Kelly, Michael Stedman from Montana, rich Kelly from Boston college in the ACC. And then a couple are uh, Trent, Trent, Butrick from, uh, from Penn state. Um, just going out and getting some and I think they play Penn State early on the schedule here, but uh Matt McCall is in a it's a big year for Matt McCall. He's in essentially uh year four. Uh it's a big year for UMass. Um they return Noah Fernandez, who was a you got I saw he got an NIL deal from a moving company. Eleven points a game, four boards, four and a half assists. A c- pretty complete player. Uh, when you add in who they bring back you know they, they they have Javon Garcia back at the guard spots TJ weeks you know it, those are that the guard spot they are very very good at uh I think a lot is gonna rely on their their bigs uh Trent but Buttrick and uh and and what Walker their, their big man I mean I don't know uh, Rich Kelly perhaps no he's a guard maybe but, that that transfer
1: yeah. Michael Stedman from Montana.
0: They're gonna need the, They're gonna need someone of their bigs. Their guard play, actually. I, you look and you, between Kelly, uh, between both Kellys, really, uh, Javon Garcia and Noah Fernandez. They're gonna be really good at the guard spot, and TJ Weeks. Um, their bigs are just gonna have to show up. Their bigs show up. This could be a surprise team. You want to talk about one that could be flying under the radar, perhaps? Yeah. You know, and uh, last
1: year they were the opposite of Duquesne last year, uh, UMass's offense was the best in the conference, but their defense was 12th out of uh, 14 schools. So they had no problem scoring the rock last year. They just couldn't stop anybody. Uh, Obviously, you know, losing the big man uh, Trey Mitchell, that's a a huge loss, Uh, but I like what they've done in the portal here. Uh, I, I watched Trent uh Bootrick at Penn state and he didn't, he didn't get a ton of minutes, but when he was in there, it, you know, he played decent ball and also uh, from Boston college, I, you know, I think uh, rich Kelly, especially at the a 10 level, he can be a very solid player. Uh, you know, add those two guys with like a, a potential breakout player, like TJ weeks uh, at the guard spot who averaged about 10 a game last year. And I mean, the gar- the the perimeter depth is 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 there. I mean, with Javon Garcia and Noah Fernandez, they got a lot of players here. I think UMass can can do it this year. I think they can improve on what they did a season ago. and I think they could potentially be a contender in the conference. I mean, they're not one of the top three schools, but they're not too far back off that.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, you made the case that Duquesne could be getting worse. We don't know what to expect yet with St. Joe's, even though we think they're improved. I think you can make it, and St. Louis will be taking a step back, and I think we'll get to some others that perhaps might be taking a step back as well. I think UMass could be one that can be taking a step up. Those bigs, you got to play big for them, though. Um, all right, folks, I want to tell you that the college football, or God, geez, I keep saying college football, college basketball experience is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, make sure you head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. So download the app and sign up for underdogfantasy.com. promo code SGPN. Um, yeah. I keep saying college football, man. It's still, we, we like to talk <laughs> college basketball in July. Um, hey, look, we love college basketball, but I mean this time of year, most people
1: are, you know, pretty hungry for some football, including us.
0: Yes. Yeah, so by the way, if you're a college football fan, subscribe to the college football experience. We have two feeds. We talk college basketball year round here. We talk college football year round there. Let me ask you this before we hop to the next team: Duquesne plays UMass tomorrow. Who you taking? UMass. I agree. I agree. Um, this is the team I think everyone wants to see. Anyone that covers college basketball, and I think uh, that they made the tournament, but they they had an early exit. I think from LSU, if, if memory serves me correct. Talk about the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure. Mark Schmidt's bunch. Uh, Mark Schmidt been there since 2011 or 2007. One of the better coaches in the uh, in the A10. Uh, this team is absolutely loaded. Um, their whole starting five returns and they average double digits. I mean, you want to talk about a team that could make a serious run? You want to? You know, I'm not going to say Final Four or something or Sweet 16, but I, I look, I could totally see this. Team is loaded. And they're, they're all experienced too. They made the tournament last year. Kyle Lofton at the point, Jaron Holmes at the two, Dominic Welch at the three, Jalen Attaway. They run this four guard lineup. And then uh, o- Osuni, the big man. I mean, this is a, just a loaded roster. T- talk to me about the Bonnies, and I think everyone has them winning the A10.
1: I love when I see a team that obviously wasn't happy with the first round exit from the tournament a year ago. St. Bonaventure wasn't just happy to be there. I think they really thought that they could make some noise in that tournament and go uh, at least a couple rounds. So what are they doing? They're they're running it back. They're bringing everybody back. And you damn straight, this team is going to be dangerous this year. Uh, I mean, you know, just look at if you want to look at their national rankings. You know, 55th in Ken Palm's uh, adjusted offense, top 20 adjusted defense in the country by far the best defense in the a 10. These guys are, I mean, they're legit. I mean, five guys that average double digits and they can play strong defense. I mean, they get that pit transfer um, Abdul Kareem Kulabali. Bali. Yeah. That guy's a, that guy's a, a very good player I, at pit. I watched a lot of pit last year Um and he's not even projected to start.
0: Yeah. They went out and that's got how, that's co- how deep they are. They went out and got Quadri Adams from Wake Forest as well. A couple of Juco so transfers. They're, they're,
1: they're bringing in ACC guys and, and they're not even starting. I mean, that that tells you that the quality of this team right now and, uh, and they're just going to add to the depth. And uh, there's not a whole lot of weaknesses
0: looking at it. Some people have them as like a top 15, top 20 team. I believe it. The Bonnies. Uh, I mean what? So I think every publication, by the time we get to, uh, you know, October, when the, when the magazines are coming out and everything, they're going to have the Bonnie's uh, number one, I think, you know, VCU, yes. You keep a decent program, but this St. Bonaventure team is loaded. Absolutely loaded. If, yeah. It'd be like
1: last year, you know, they're, they lost four games uh, before losing to LSU in the first round and those four games at Rhode Island at St. Louis at VCU. I mean, those were all
0: close games. They, on the they were road beating in VCU. Some. They were beating VCU by like 20. Remember at halftime. I recall that. And then that VCU game. went I on a crazy run in the second half to beat them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you know, three road games in conference, and then one home uh, loss to Dayton in a in a close game. So the, uh, these guys were were very good. And, uh, they're going to be really good again. So it's gonna be fun to watch the bodies this year.
0: I think they're one of the most exciting teams in all of college basketball, especially if you're just looking for a mid major, you know, we, with the NIL, we saw a ton of players come back, kind of strengthen a lot of the power Five, with the exception. I mean, uh, Gonzaga throwing in there as well. But I think when you, when you, when you're looking for, uh, you know, the mid majors that the darlings of college basketball that, you know, year in year out, you see whether it's Loyola, whether it's George Mason or VCU or something like that, uh, Think St. Bonaventure comes to mind as perhaps the top mid-major, not named Gonzaga.
1: Yeah, I, I think they're right up there. I think there's a, a handful of them, uh, and St. Bonaventure is probably on top of that list, like you said, other than Gonzaga.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, let's talk about. I think one of the more intriguing teams uh, for this season, the Dayton Flyers, and Anthony Grant. Anthony Grant now been there uh, since 17 as well. Uh, This is a team where they sure you lose Jalen Crutcher, Rodney Chapman and Jordy Tishmunga and EB Watson all gone. Uh, But man, they have talk about recruiting. They have the number 45 recruit in the country from the state of Florida, Deron Holmes, power forward coming in. And they also have two other uh, top 150 recruits small forward, Caleb Washington from Georgia and point guard Malachi Smith from New York city coming in, adding, I'm not surprised. Anthony grant can he can recruit. Yeah. And and then getting Kobe Elvis from DePaul, uh, just, you know, averaging five points a game as a freshman with the, with the the blue demons. But uh, I thought you saw some promise with him. And then the the big one is Kamara. The uh, Georgia transfer uh, got 12.8 points a game down there at Georgia uh getting them then you have uh Mustafa Amazil um, 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 Amzil uh back at the at the power forward spot Dayton is a strange team because uh I think in a way this is a better team than a season ago and I know it sounds crazy because Crutcher and, and Watson were such a great back court but I almost feel like without those freshmen coming in now uh, maybe the experience isn't there but I think overall the team is more talented.
1: Yeah. You know, this is two years in a row now where they've had to to replace a lot of guys, a lot of stars, you know, I mean, basically that 2019 team that was a potential final four team, half the team left after 2019 and the other half left after this past year. So it's pretty much t- completely different than, w- than what it was two years ago. But I think considering all that, I think he's done a pretty good job of putting pieces together to be to, you know, to have a successful season, Uh, Kamara that forward, the transfer from Georgia, I rostered him in DFS more than once. So I I was very familiar with his play on the a 10 level. That guy is going to be a monster. He's going to be very good in the paint there. And then, uh, yeah, I mean the, the Paul transfer, I didn't watch a whole lot to Paul last year. I can't really speak on that, but you would think as a freshman, you know, playing minutes in the big East. Yeah. Yeah. He's gotta be a, he's gotta be a decent player. And then, uh, yeah, look out for that uh, Mustafa Amzil, who uh, averaged what almost ten points a game last year. He's he's returning. I think he might be uh, in store for a big season. So I think Dayton is going to be very solid. But I don't have them making the NCA tournament once again. They might not
0: be a top three in the conference, but they'll be good. The guard play will tell whether they're top three. I mean, I actually think they're bigs when you add Amzil, Kamara, and then you know going and Duran Holmes a 45th recruit in the country these bigs even Washington's a small forward uh uh you would think that they're going to probably have their way against a lot of the A10 when it comes to to your but, bigs
1: but the A10's deep i mean especially the A10 is is kind of top heavy i mean there's some some bad schools towards the bottom of the A10 but if you want to be a top 3 A10 team you got to be almost like a an, you know a national like top Forty at least, fifty program. Dayton
0: could be that though.
1: They could be that. I think. Well, Dayton, you know, their their overall Ken Palm ranking last year was eighty seventh. Um, I I tend to agree. I think they might. This team might be better than last year, but I don't know if it's going to be that much better.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we shall see. But let's talk. uh, If you are going to mention the cream of the crop in the A ten, you got to mention VCU. Uh, Yes. Bones Highland is gone. He'll probably be in the NBA by tomorrow, uh, but ACE Baldwin, we don't know when he's coming back. Cause he's got, he tore his Achilles, you know, late last year, but he's probably going to be a starter when he does get back. And they went out and got Marcus Sahonas from Washington. Who I think it's a baller. Uh, so you, you're telling me you could have a team looking at Marcus Sahonas, Vince Williams and bones Highland I'm sorry, not not bone uh, time. Ace Baldwin. That's a really good team. I understand they still have Jameer Watkins and Hassan ward are going to be getting moments uh, stock art as well, but, and also that they have uh, the Providence transfer too, Jimmy Nichols. How did I not mention that? That, that guy played really pretty good at times for, for the Friars last year. And they, they do have a top 200 recruit and small four Nicholas Kern coming in from St. Louis. But uh, I, I think you let Baldwin. I, I wonder when Baldwin would honestly be due back. I don't think that's a whole year, right? Yeah. I think it's well, like a, a nine, 10 month. And I think that was, so, a, that was an injury in like in the A 10 tournament though. Right? So that yeah, happened in so like, what, late February.
1: You, you might be thinking December. I mean, maybe they just save him to the new year
0: if he's not ready, but you know, come down the stretch, he's going to be playing, but that's what I'm saying. Then they all, all of a sudden turn into a really good team. They all of a sudden turn into a really good team with Ace Baldwin.
1: Dude, it's VCU. I mean, yeah. it's almost
0: like the players are interchangeable, you know? And
1: uh, yeah, once you add in Baldwin and then with uh, Mar- uh, Marcus Toshonis from uh, Washington coming in, yeah, I mean, these guys can be very good. Uh, last year, they were the 14th best team in the nation in adjusted defense. Nothing new there. They always play, uh, you know, a, a very uh, defense at a very high level. VCU is going to be right there towards the top of this conference. They're going to be probably flirting with the bubble from time to time. Um, Really? It all depends on, on how soon they can get um, Baldwin back. Uh, But yeah, there's, there's a lot to like here. VCU is
0: going to be good as usual. Blindly blindly. I would say right now, Bonaventure one VCU two, right? Uh, Over the schools we've mentioned so far. Yeah.
1: That's fair. St. Louis three. And and Dayton four. Uh I,
0: I think this is one where they need, in a way, you need Baldwin back as fast as possible because with with Bonaventure looking the way they are, yeah, uh, you're going to need to get some out of conference wins to, to again. I know they play some decent opponents out of conference, but they're going to need those if they're going to be on the bubble. And let's face it, I mean, with with the A10, you
1: know, the margin for error is a whole lot slimmer than a power conference. So if you do lose a few games early in the season without your main guy. That can be, you know, hard to come back from unless you win the A ten tournament.
0: Yeah, but keep an eye on that Jimmy Nichols transfer. I think that could really work out for them, and we're well, really both. I thought they did a great job. They didn't, you know, they didn't get a ton of players. They got two, and I think both of these guys are going to be very key with them, with Jimmy Nichols and Sahonas. So, uh, I kind of, I kind of like them a lot. To be, uh, uh, if they can get Baldwin back in time, I think they could be a really dangerous team. Um let's talk let's go a little bit up the road GW GW I mean talk about a, a, t- a weird team the, the Colonials and Jamie and Christian uh they were bad bad uh, two years ago I feel like uh last year up and down I guess but kind of bad overall you look at more 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 down than up <laughs> yeah yeah but they did have a couple of games remember I locked Duquesne and they beat yeah. Duquesne I'm like what the hell is going on here um James Bishop is back. This uh, their, their, their guard, 19 points a game, 5.1 assist. And they went out and they were very active in the transfer portal, bringing in Brandon Adams from Yukon, bringing in uh, Quaz, uh Samuels from Florida, Gulf coast. I relief from Arizona, Brian Knapp from uh Cornell uh, just loading up on the transfers here. Will it pay off? I mean, how about uh, the, the Virginia tech transfer? I mean, they, they just loaded up. They, they got like 30 transfers on this team. I know their roster is only 12 deep, but I'm saying, I don't know what the hell to make of this team. I would just assume they're they're going to be bad. What do you think
1: if I'm not mistaken, they had uh, at least two or three guys either quit or transfer well, mid season.
0: Yeah. Jameer Nelson jr. I think was one.
1: Okay. And yeah. it was almost like addition by subtraction. I think they, they were, they were, a little, they were slightly better without those guys. They still lacked talent big time. But uh, apparently, you know, that team wasn't meshing last year and a couple of guys decided to go elsewhere. This year, I mean, that Virginia Tech transfer, I watched a lot of ACC basketball. That name does not ring a bell whatsoever. Uh, I guess he averaged three and a half points a game last year for VT. I don't recall him. Yeah, <laughs> how do you pronounce B uh, Bams Bamsile? silly. Okay. Uh, I noticed before you just said the the uh, Virginia Tech transfer. Well, no, you didn't mention his well, name. Well, no, I was looking <laughs> down.
0: below. I was looking down below and I didn't have him on the sheet. Um, they do have a top. They they do have a top two hundred recruit in Brayon Freeman, a point guard from Arlington. Um, so yeah, I just forgot to add him to the transfer part. Uh, so I. But yeah. what do you make of this team? I have no idea. This is one yeah. where y- y- we have one of these or two of these in every conference. When you look at these transfers, you got I, what am I looking at? I have no right. idea. Yeah. James right. Bishop's back. That's great. Besides that, and Ricky Lindo.
1: But besides that, That's those a two, start. Yeah. That's a start. But all the other people coming in, they didn't play very much at the previous schools. You know, whether it's the Yukon transfer at the Florida Gulf Coast or the guy from Arizona or the guy from Cornell. I don't know what to make of this team. I don't think they're gonna be very good. I think it's one of those teams towards the bottom of the conference that is uh, not a very good basketball program.
0: Yeah, where what happened to Mike Jarvis and Yinka Dare and Kwame Evans? <laughs> right? What happened to those days? We need him back. Who's who the other big man that was uh Russian? Oh, I know who you're talking about, too.
1: Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, is it, the, I think it was a tough name to pronounce.
0: Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Moving on. <laughs> um how about uh it wasn't cool, right? Alexander Cool? Oh yeah. Alexander Cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there right. we uh, go there we go that's right the name wasn't so tough to pronounce <laughs> uh remember uh yeah i i just know that uh they call him Cool in the Gang. Remember those his nicknames. Right.
1: I, I recall now. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. That probably goes
0: back uh, 20 years. Yeah, definitely. Uh let's talk about going back 20 years. Let's go to Bob McKillop. This guy's been coaching at Davidson since night since the 1980s. All right. One of my favorite coaches in college basketball. You gotta love the Davidson Wildcats, but they they got a little burned on the transfer portal here when their best player uh, left for Kentucky, and I'm talking about Kellen Grady. Uh, but they do bring back uh well. I mean, I guess their top player, what, Brad Bradjovic? They're like the San Antonio Spurs of the 810. You get all these like foreign European players and stuff. I feel like they bring in Foster Lawyer from Michigan State. They still have a young, how do I pronounce that? <laughs> how do I pronounce that? <laughs> <laughs> a young Jung? Yeah, Lee, the 13 and a half points a game, four rebounds. I, I remember watching him play. He's good. He's, he good. Is, he's, he's a bad. solid player. I just don't know how to pronounce that first name. Um, I don't know. I mean, look. I, One thing I'll guarantee: this is going to be a well-coached team that'll probably win a couple games they shouldn't against superior talent. Always is.
1: Always is. Yeah. You know, seeing Kellen Grady uh, transfer to Kentucky. I mean, I'm not knocking the kid. Yeah, you, know, you have a chance to play for Kentucky. You probably take it. But it had me wondering if Steph Curry was still at Davidson and he was uh, you know going into his senior year in 2021 rather than whenever
0: the hell he came out 15 years ago or something, would he have transferred? It's a very good question, but I'll tell you this, man, if this is what sucks is if he had came back, I actually think they might've been the second best team in the a 10. Like they would have had a shot between, yeah. between Lee, between Grady Lee and, and Uh Once again, it shows
1: you foster lawyer got some minutes at point guard for Michigan state last year. He's transferring into the program and not projected to start that's a good sign of the guys in front of him, obviously. I mean, Lowry's going to play a lot. He's a good fit down there. His problem was that he just wasn't athletic enough to hang in the big 10. He is like the, the quintessential Davidson point guard though. He's crafty. Uh, yeah. Decent shooter. He's going to fit in there nicely. I like the team. Um, you know, I, I think they're certainly top half of the league and just with McKillop and his track record he might, yeah, they might surprise some people. They might finish, you know, they might finish top three or so.
0: Yeah. You never know with, with him. He's a, such a great basketball coach. Uh, So look, if they were to play GW, you're taking, you're taking uh, Davidson, right? <laughs> <laughs> what,
1: kind of cool, what kind of question is that?
0: <laughs> uh, Look, folks, Davidson, D- Davidson plays UMass right now. Who are you taking? I'm going Davidson. Yeah, I agree. I trust McKillop. They don't have the, t- I think UMass is a more talented roster, but Hey, coaching goes, goes a long way in college basketball. All right, folks. I want to tell you guys that the college basketball experience, holy shit. I said it. Correct. Is brought to you by prop swap. Yes. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season is about to kick off and Propswap is here to make this your best season ever with Propswap, Your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, the Atlanta Falcons are 80 to one to win the super bowl and have one of the easiest strength of schedules in all of the league. Uh, if you think, you know, they'll get up to a hot start. Make that eighty to one bet before the season, and then sell it for a big profit after you know, maybe after a three and two start or something like that. Maybe a four and one start. You never know. The average seller on props up makes uh, over five hundred dollars per month just listing and selling tickets. And when, when making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets. Yeah, get two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep the other one for yourself. You, you, that, therefore, you have some skin in the game, you know? Get started today by going to Propswap.com or download the Propswap app today. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Um, okay, here we are talking A-10 basketball. You know I'm excited, but you want to talk about a team that just it's tough, man. I'd like to see them make a run one of these one of these years. All right, Fordham, the Rams, new head coach Kyle Neptune coming in. It's been a long time. I can't even remember when Fordham. I mean, you to, probably got to go back to the nineties. Um, Can you name
1: a, a a basketball player who's played at Fordham?
0: I probably could. I mean, I, I remember. Wasn't it uh, in the nineties? Didn't they have uh, man? I'm tra- I'm drawing a blank on the forward. I got nothing man. I I think they had a decent forward in the 90s. I'm drawing a blank on right now. But Kyle Neptune uh coming in this is a was an interesting uh hire I guess. You know, kind of surprised me a little bit but uh he was at Hofstra and he was at Villanova. You know, he's got he's got ties to Jay Wright. He's got ties to uh a few other decent coaches. Um what do you make of this? What do you make of this hire? I mean, I guess, I mean, you worked with Jay, Wright; He's one of the best coaches in college basketball, but I can tell you this, uh, that's a good name to drop on a resume. Yeah. Yeah. And you're bringing back Antonio. Uh, no, you, you went all transfers. They're not bringing back Antonio day. They went and they got Darius Quisenberry, not Dan Quisenberry, the old Royals pitcher, Darius Quisenberry <laughs> getting about 15 points a game at Youngstown state and Antonio day coming in from Florida international, where he got 17 points a game and five assists I, just about, I watched some of him day is solid I, kind of
1: surprise. He transferred to Fordham two pins. I would imagine, I would imagine day could have had uh you know, he could have transferred to lots of places. So a little surprise, there must be some kind of connection with the coach or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then two pin state transfers. I mean, is there a shot that this team's better than what we think? Well, this team was what uh, I think two and 12
1: last year, two and 11 last year, they were last in the 10 on offense, I guess to their credit, they didn't play a game until the 30th of December due to COVID. So their season never just, it just never took off. (laughs) Uh, They did beat Dayton by a point that was, that was one of their two wins, which was surprising. But um, yeah, this is one of those teams where it's, uh, you know, the, the roster overhaul is incredible. The guys from Penn State—they didn't get any burn at all. So who the hell knows about DJ Gordon or Patrick Kelly? I'll tell you that Antonio Day is a solid player, and I even though I, I didn't watch Quisenberry at Youngstown State, just the fact that he averaged 15 points a game—you think he could uh, contribute? Uh, the couple of guys coming back—Josh Navarro, uh, Chuba, O'Hams—I don't know. You know, they have to prove it to me first. I don't think Fordham's going to be very good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd like this school to come up sometime, though, man. I, I, I think they, I, I think they'll improve on last year. I think you know, coaches first year, make
1: some baby steps. You're not gonna be 500, but just you know, just see see that incremental improvement year over year, and maybe we're you know, saying a different story uh, two to three years down the road.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I I feel like they're they're kind of uh, they have my we're getting those. Transfers—they have my attention a little bit more than normal, more than a traditional Fordham year. <laughs> well, they could be a tricky team because they are going to be better than
1: last year, but they might not win a lot of games, which I, means watch out for them covering big spreads.
0: I think they're going to be just way more athletic than than some of the other teams, like some of the other years we've covered Fordham. This is a much more athletic team to me. Yeah, we'll see how that shakes out down the stretch. Um. All right, it's time to talk Patriots. You're George Mason Patriots. That's right, my alma mater. Interesting, you know they bring in Kim English uh, from Tennessee, part of Rick Barnes' uh, coaching coaching staff down there in Knoxville, and he goes out and he, he steals my guy De- Sean Schwartz. May the Schwartz be with you. Uh, from Colorado. This guy played good at Colorado last year. I was excited for him without McKinley, Wright, I was going to be like, Hey, Schwartz is going to be the one. No, he transfers to George Mason. They also bring in Devin Cooper from Morehead state who averaged uh, just shy of 13 points. And then they bring back the big man, Josh Adoro. Uh, I guess guard play. Yes. I mean, uh, what do you make of this team? I, I, the transfer portal treated him all right, I think. Devonte Gaines, also sophomore forward from Tennessee, coming in. Tennessee had been recruiting really well, so Gaines will probably be an impact player on this team. Um,
1: yeah, obviously he follows the coach who's coming from Tennessee. You yeah, know, there's a little bit of excitement here. I think George Mason's problem over the last you know handful of seasons, they were just the the epitome of of average. They they beat the teams in the bottom of the conference and they very rarely competed against the teams towards the top. I mean, usually they played VCU close cause they have kind of a rivalry with VCU. but I don't know if they beat him that, uh, that often. So overall, I, I still think they're missing a couple pieces to really compete in this conference. But I think, especially with Deshaun Schwartz, I'm very interested in watching him in the a 10 this year. I think he can be a real player for the Patriots, but I still think they're missing a couple pieces. Give this new coach a couple of years, let him just, you know, improve the overall talent. And maybe we can get back to where we were under Jim Larnega back when we were beating the likes of North Carolina, the likes of Michigan State Villanova, on the road
0: to the Final Four. Yukon. yes. um, You know, I think part of the problem was they tried to play small ball. Like, I know, understand they're still probably going to be in a, a somewhat of a situation like that inheriting this roster, but. They were really small the past couple of years, and I felt like whenever they played a decent team like Dayton or something in the A10, they got owned. Yeah, they got yeah. Owned. they'd lose by like twenty because they were they'd try to go small ball, and that would not work. I get it, small ball is working in some form of basketball from the NBA down to wherever, but you still need some bigs to grab some rebounds. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I who who are you more interested to see in year one? I know you're you're a Mason alum here, but Fordham. Year one, uh, or or I mean, so Kim English, year one, or you're gonna go with uh, you're gonna go with Kyle Neptune.
1: Oh, Neptune, yeah, Nep- Neptune and George Mason. I think overall, no, no, they're, no. They're English is at Mason. I'm sorry, <laughs> English, yes, yes, I, I I failed that subject along with some other ones at, the, while I went to George Mason.
0: They're they're bringing uh, in a power forward from Senegal also. Uh, yeah, Muhammad Lamine May
1: overall Mason has a better track record that their current team is better and they have a better, a chance of, of being a, a good quality program in this conference. Uh, just look at where they are, you know, geographically look at their resources. This team should be better. They should have a freaking football program too. That's a whole different story, but yeah, I think George Mason is much more interesting because I think in a couple of years, if this coach is the right guy for the job, if he keeps on putting more pieces together, I think they could uh, be pretty damn good.
0: Ken Palm had him 142 last year, man. That's got to hurt. What happened to the Jimmy Laranaga days? All right, we got a few more teams here, and then we're going to rank the A10. Uh, talking A10 basketball in July—nothing wrong with that, folks. All right, nothing wrong with that. Want to tell you that the college basketball experience is brought to you by us. Yes, SGPN. Uh, we have a brand new app out live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app will give you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Me and NC Nick here, Patty C as well. We pick every single college football and college basketball game, Division One style. ATS, we've we've never had a losing season. You'll get all those picks. You'll get all of our episodes. Just had Phil Steele on talking college football. Randy Cross, Super Bowl champ, on talking. Jim McMahon was on the show, so you'll get all of that, and you'll get all of our contest on the SGPN app. It's free to download the app store or Google Play store, and don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, we're we're still you know in the eight ten here, and the, I, I, interesting team here. This could be the one that's flying under the, uh, under the radar. I know there's one other one that, that is, uh, that we were high on last year, but before we get to them, I'm going to talk Rhode Island, the Rams. Yes. Fats Russell is at Maryland and he was the heart and soul of this team. I feel like, but Jeremy Shepard was impressive a season ago, averaging 11 points, three boards, almost three assists and 1.2 steals per game. They also have, Gone out in the transfer portal. Well, first off, I like the big man, Mikel Mitchell, nine and nine point six points per game, five point six boards. I think that will only go up. Same with Antoine Walker. But they went out and got Ismail El Amin from Ball State, averaged sixteen points a game at Ball State. That could be one we need to circle, Nick, as uh, as the Rams of Rhode Island. Kind of had a weird year last year, but I th- David Cox's bunch. He was an assistant with uh, Danny Hurley. Taking over Rhode Island, can they be a team that surprises in the A 10, you think?
1: Well, they did disappoint last season. I think Fats Russell was was hurt at least a, a couple different points within the season. Um, yeah, I, we, we expected more, especially early on. They beat Seton Hall, beat San Francisco, but then they also had some surprising losses in there as well lost to, like, well, Davidson, Western Kentucky. That's not. I mean, Duquesne they lost to. They lost to UMass. Uh, actually, they got swept by UMass. Um, so we expected more last year. So I think right now is you know when Hurley left, did he take the air out of the ball? And it, you know Ken Rhode Island bounce back here? How good is the current coach? That's a big question mark right there. Uh, looking at the roster, especially the starting five, you like what you see. Yeah, I mean, fast Russell's gone but they got uh, almost four guys that were right around at over or right around you know 10 points a game and watch out for a potential breakout player in Ishmael Leggett, the other guard. So um, I'm not sure how, how deep they are. bench might be an issue, but looking at a starting five, I think they can compete and they'll be a top half of the league team.
0: I think they could I mean on paper, I kind of like the roster. We'll see how it, yeah. I feel like they'll be t- top five or six, right? Yeah, five, they'll, so. they'll probably be five or six in the A10. But I think it could be a tough team night in night out to go up against. Uh, keep an eye on Elamina. I mean, I'm interested to see because I kind of liked what Ball State was doing in the MAC. Um, it's a, that's a big loss for the for the Cardinals. We'll get to the MAC later, but I think they could be. It's a big year though. You think you think he's on the hot seat? You think David Cox is on the hot seat there in uh, Rhode Island? Well, this uh,
1: it's only is, is what third going into his third year, maybe or second year. So no, I, I am. Mean, give him a no, little bit of time. Third,
0: third. Yeah.
1: Going into third. Okay. give, give him. Yeah, I wouldn't say hot seat just yet. I mean, first off is Rhode Island. Okay. It's not, yeah. we're not talking about Kansas or something. Um, so I'm, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm not saying he's not gonna get the job done, but I'm just saying right now he's a question mark.
0: Yeah. I got two teams left and this one I think is the top contender. This, them VCU and St. Bonaventure. Now I think we're all going to take St. Bonaventure, but these three teams I think should be doing battle. This was a disappointing team a season ago, but they, this team is as experienced. I think they're going to be the most experienced team in the nation. Yeah, they were close to that
1: last year. You know, I mean, I was singing their praises in the preseason last year. Even starting the season, then they they beat Kentucky. And we're, like,
0: ta- we're, we're talking about the Richmond Spiders, by the way. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, have yeah. you not mentioned that yet? Yeah, I had not mentioned that, but yes, they did beat Kentucky. This team we were bullish on. Both of us, both of us, I felt like we're saying, "Oh, watch out for Richmond. They're going to be a tournament team." Uh they're going to be a team to watch out for in the tournament. Chris Mooney has been coaching there for what? 16 years now. I I just thought, Hey, but turns out they weren't even the best team in the city of of Richmond. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and it
1: turns out really down the stretch. I mean, they lost the last three regular season games, including losses to Duquesne and St. Joe's. I mean, that seems like they just quit on the year. They quit on the coach, but then nobody really transfers out. They all come back to run it back again.
0: Although although Blake Francis didn't come back, but everyone else came back. Yeah, everyone else came back. Jacob Gilliard, please, if you if you get a chance to watch the college basketball this year, it's fun to watch. Yeah, I mean this guy twelve point three points per game, five assists, three point six steals. He led the nation. Yes, holy shit. Uh, But I think one of the big things, you know, as much as they lose Blake Francis. Nick Sherrod coming back torn ACL a season ago, this guy averaged 13 points a game in, in 2019 into 20 season. Uh, but then your whole starting five, Tyler Burton, Nathan Cayo, uh, Grant Golden, the big man who can hit jumpers. They all average double digits the last. So, I mean, this is, uh, I think probably the team that will, will line up with the uh, St. Bonaventure. And like I said, I thought VCU in the mix too. Uh, yeah
1: and 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 don't and don't forget their six man uh, Andre Gustafson who's a good player too and he'll play like at least 20 minutes a game. Uh, yeah and once again there's you look at the roster on paper you're like these guys are good you watch them and you know one game you might watch them like against Kentucky and you're like damn you know we we really thought after we saw them beat Kentucky now granted that was on November 29th we didn't realize how much Kentucky would struggle at that point but at that point we thought Richmond was a lock for the NCAA tournament and they they could really go far. I'm talking well, past we, sweet 16 potentially.
0: Well, we were high on them 2 years ago. 2 years ago yes. we saw the, the you know this team forming. We said, "Oh, next year they're going to be loaded." And then last year was next year and they they very much underachieved, but I was glad to see almost everybody come back and like I said, I think I think they have four or five super seniors on this team. So, going to be one of the most experienced teams not named BYU probably. Right. I saw that. I think the average
1: age of the starters is like 23, which is, is crazy. I mean, if you took like, like Duke last year, the average age of the starters was probably 19, you know? So uh, this team is old. They're very experienced. You gotta love the fact that almost everybody's coming back to, to try one more time. But I, after, after they burned me last year, I'm still a little bit hesitant to, to get, you know, to jump back
0: on that horse. Uh, I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to find their way in the NCAA tournament this year. You look, if they all came back for this year, I think they're going to find a way. The continuity will be there. Um, I hope you're right. One more team left in the A 10 the LaSalle Explorers, coached by Ashley Howard. He's entering year three. Um, I don't know what the hell to think of this team. You got Jack Clark. No, I'm not talking about the old San Francisco Giant or uh, St. Louis Cardinal. DH or whatever uh Jack Clark 9.9 points a game 5.2 rebounds uh season ago he's back bringing in Josh Nickelberry from Louisville could be a, a big move here Jameer Brick is still there at point Sharif Kenny at the 2 uh I don't know what they're doing with the big I think it's going to be Clifton Moore yeah I don't know about this team are we looking at like the, are we looking at the worst team in the A10 Uh, Fordham is pretty bad. (laughs)
1: Uh, you know, I like the addition of Josh Nickelberry from Louisville. He didn't play much, but once again, I watched a lot of ACC. I saw him get into some games. I think he's going to be a player at at the a 10 level. Are
0: you you saying that because you know, he's from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Uh,
1: actually I was not aware of that. Okay. Um, and I mean, yeah, so, so I guess he's a, he's a fellow North Carolinian, uh, but no, I, I think he's a solid player. I think you know, especially at this level, give him some minutes, let him get his confidence up. He can be a player here. Uh, and then, really, I mean, Jack Clark, can he you know take a big leap this year? They have some pieces. They have some experience. I think they'll they'll be better than Fordham. But let's not kid ourselves. This isn't a this isn't a good team.
0: Uh so you think? What about GW? H- who? What's your pecking order for the worst teams in the A10?
1: What if I told you that LaSalle's last three wins of the previous season were over Duquesne over St. Louis and over Richmond. That,
0: that's <laughs> impressive. That is okay.
1: Now, okay. Now, within but there's a ton of losses mixed in. That's not in a row. Oh, I thought you made <laughs> in a row. I was like, maybe no, they no, did. No, 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 they, they finished the year three and one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, th- three and eight. But the three wins were Duquesne St. Louis and Richmond. Yeah. And you know, I mean, so three of that starting five, they were on that roster that beat those teams. So I think it's there's there's got there's got to turn. be some potential in there, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a I don't know. That's a, they're a weird team. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. What do you? What, let, let's go pecking order here. All right, one St Bonaventure. We agree.
1: Yeah, yeah. St Bonaventure is is head and shoulders uh, top team in the conference this year. Agreed.
0: I'm going Richmond at two.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going
0: I'm, v- I'm going VCU at three.
1: So last year you were high, You were higher than me on VCU. And it turned out that I think you were right. I think I picked VCU just, uh, they were losing a lot, but you know, I'm not going to make that same mistake twice. VCU is definitely a top three school in this conference. You know, I won't, I won't get burned again. So uh, geez, I guess so far, I think we're, we're locked up here.
0: All right, at four, I'm going to go Dayton. I think Dayton uh, is the most talented team remaining. Here's where we differ. I'm going Bob McKillop and Davidson. Wow. Okay, because at five, I'm going St. Louis. Then I'll go St. Louis. Then I'll go Dayton. Okay, so after, so that means you you've picked one more than me right now. So after, I'll go, I'll go David. Now you know what give me give me St Joe's then I'll go Davidson so now it's on you to 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 go uh, after Davidson who do you have uh, this middle of the pack is tough
1: um, yeah, I'll go Saint. Joe's and UMass
0: yeah I'll match then. you I'll, I'll match you with UMass so we're at the same point right now okay we have the same remaining teams left uh, and that is actually uh, my next play will be Rhode Island
1: yeah, I know they're right there. I'm gonna go with George Mason, then Rhode Island I'm
0: gonna go. After Rhode Island, I'm going, I'm going Duquesne, then George Mason.
1: <laughs> All right, so then, now we're even. Then I'll go <laughs> Duquesne, followed by LaSalle, followed by GW, and then Fordham.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think I'll agree with that end. I'll agree with that end. All right, guys. If you're a first time listener to the college basketball experience, make sure you subscribe. It's the off season right now. And I know I said, this was the college football experience a couple times because I have been pumping out college. We have been pumping out college football material left and right. So I'm just, uh, you know, trying to get back into the season mode of college basketball. It's been a crazy off season for both sports, but uh, Yeah. Subscribe to the college basketball experience as the season heats up. We're going to have this thing covered all the conferences, all the teams, anything D one, we will have you covered on the college basketball experience and make sure you subscribe to the college football experience where we're breaking down all 130 college football teams, each team in the nation, having a podcast, a separate podcast for us on the college football experience. And for them essentially. So subscribe to the college football experience, subscribe to the college basketball experience. We talk college basketball year round over here. And over there, we talk college football year round, subscribe to both me, Patty CNC, Nick. We've been handicapping every single division, one college football and college basketball game for the past four years, never had a losing season as a collective, but also independently for each season. We've never had a losing season. We're also way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that for free on the SGPN app. Go download that app, In the App Store or Google Play Store. You can download that thing for free. And once you do that, give us a five-star review. Say some nice things about us, please. All right. And if you do that, take a screenshot of your review. Find me on Twitter at the Colby D, and I'll send you a college basketball experience t-shirt. All right? At the Colby D. Give me a follow as well. NC Nicks on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. Give them all a follow. And the uh the Sports Gambling Podcast networks on Twitter at the SGP Network. Give them a follow, and uh, yeah, uh, check out the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast, as well. We're talking college basketball year round over there. NC Nick, anything else you want to say? Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to some A10 basketball this season, man. Cannot wait. All right, folks, this is the college basketball experience. Atlantic 10 offseason check in. You better start thinking about yours. And we had it. Here.